my mom was a seamstress or a sewer, and my grandma was also and a knitter. And so it's, you know, in the family to do that kind of stuff. It's one thing, Emily, for you just wanting to do something, but we're now in a room that has been devoted to. <laughs> Talk to me about those steps. Was it wanting to do something with my children, for my children, for myself? Who was this wanting to do something for? Um, I think it was mostly for myself. I, I I do know that I started, when I started making my own clothes, I was just like, it was like kind of a magical process that, oh, I could take this piece of fabric and I now have something that fits me. I never liked to go shopping, the process of doing all that stuff. Just, it was never really appealing to me. But I, I didn't dislike the clothes concept of it. It's just the going to get it. And so being able to make something where I got to pick the pattern, pick the fabric, you know, all that stuff came together. And that was, I really liked that process. Um, I guess about eight or nine years ago, I was also making some, like experimenting with some different things, like some natural dyeing and some embroidery and, um, using those, giving them as Christmas presents. And, um, my family had encouraged me to try to, they're like, well, you know, this is stuff that people might be interested in. You should try to see if you can do something with it. And so that's kind of where I started. And it was kind of a base, um, you know, I did some natural dyeing of home goods and some bags and some upcycling of garments and trying to make some things. And I did a few, uh, what do you call those, uh, craft markets. <laughs> but then the pandemic came, right? And so then, you know, like the craft markets, there's a lot that goes into doing those. You know, you've got to do all the product development and all the, and you have to have a lot of stuff to do those and you have to apply for them. And there's a lot of investment and all that stuff. And then I kind of fell into trying to make my own sewing pattern. And I was like, hmm. Because I, I tried a zero waste pattern and I'm like, oh, this like really clicks in my brain how this all kind of comes together. I have to say, watching you do the tutorials, I know you speed them up for time, <laughs> right. but they're fast even if you do them slow. It, it really is almost like, how can I say this? I'm learning to swim and I will watch people swim just to sort of get better technique right. and there are people who can swim and they just cut through the water like a knife right. and it's like you cut through fabrics without <laughs> pins it doesn't move <laughs> everything is perfect and then you say you start this you started this before the pandemic so I'm thinking looking at your patterns and watching you sew that you've been doing this for 20 years I mean I've been sewing for a while um making the patterns that has been a newer you know since right around the pandemic. Um, I think I have a background in architecture. And so like the idea of how the things like fit together and looking at something in 2D and then realizing it in 3D is something that like comes, I, I can see that it's easier for me. And so I think that that helps. And I really like the idea of puzzling it all together and seeing how all the pieces will fit and how they, how you can use everything. And so it's just kind of been a natural evolution. So, Emily, it seems to me that you were slow fashion before we had a name for it. I, I mean, I don't know if that's 100% true, but... Um, oh, I'm yeah. saying it's true. <laughs> okay, you can say it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been... It, it is slow. I'm, it's a slow process doing all this stuff that I've been working on. But it's a, it's a satisfying process to, to work on all of these projects. So I, I really enjoy it. Your company is called Goldfinch. Yep. My understanding is it's simple patterns, zero waste, and that when I downloaded them online, I had a choice between 
like either printing the pattern out or just going directly onto paper right. or onto Dep- fabric. Depend depending on the complexity of the pattern, because some are some are easier that you can just like dimension out simply and put onto the fabric. Some are a little bit more complex, like the the Jones trousers. There, that would be a lot more difficult to say. You know, this is how you draw it directly onto fabric. So that one I have where you can print it out and then you can either cut through the the pattern first then cu- puzzle it back together on the fabric or you could just pin the pattern to the fabric and cut through the fabric to then cut out your pattern pieces. So then what specifically is zero waste? Because Emily, I tell you, when I pick up a pattern and it says zero waste, I immediately have a little bit of anxiety because in my head zero waste is zero waste. Like, yes. And I think that different pattern designers um, have different definitions of it for me the the definition is is that you're going to use as much of the required fabric as possible and I do it that way instead of basing it on like okay so some standard widths of fabric are like 44 inches 52 inches 56 you know 60 inches so a lot of times what a pattern designer will do a zero waste pattern designer will do will like they'll pick 52 inches let's say and they will do their layout make their design out of that and it's based on that. So you only have, it's like a one size fits, you know, a, from 32 inch bust to like 54 inch bust, which doesn't give you a lot of complexity in your size range. So for me, instead of saying that it's just going to be based on the width, I do it based on the required amount of fabric. So I start with, let's say, a rectangle. And let's say for a smaller size, you maybe only need to use 40 inches of the 44 inches. Whereas a bigger size, maybe of a 52 inch width, you you could get all the way to the 52 inch width. So in some sizes, you might have a leftover rectangle of like four inches, which is your total length, which is some waste, but it's it's a much more usable piece of waste than these odd shaped things that sometimes you get when you're really trying to pattern Tetris all your pieces together. The little teeny tiny triangles you get at the end, and it's like, am I supposed to now make this into a quilt? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? There's so much extra added pressure of making sure I use every bit of yeah, fabric. And it's, it's, it's daunting. A, it is a, that is a lot of, it is a lot of pressure, and it's a lot of stress sometimes when you're really wanting to try to use as much as you can. Um, you know, I would say, for me, I, I like that I know that I have this, very usable piece. Sometimes it is like, okay, I've built up now a bunch of usable pieces. I need to make something with that. And, you know, I've thought of like making a quilt, like a striped quilt or something that would, could use those pieces really easily. I'm also like in my next pattern that I'm working on, it's a button up shirt. And there are some like funky pieces that in order to get, get a bunch of size ranges is I've got a couple spot pieces that are just, they're just weird. And I'm like, well, what do I do with these? And I'm contemplating using them as like amending patch or a mending little pocket that you actually sew into the garment so that it wears the same way that the fabric does. You know, like if you're wearing, like let's say it's black or linen or something, you know, that fabric wears over time. And if then, you know, you get a stain on it or you rip a little hole in it and you want to mend it, but you want it to be more invisible, like, you know, still look really good. This patch could then be used to mend the garment and it, the fabric then would look the same. Um, but, you know, those are like little details that I'm trying to figure out, like, how to work in, you know. So we'll see. 
For WORT, I'm Jennifer Fields.